1: ACAST recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a
0: new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to, right now. Hello, it's the BloodandMud.com podcast, a weekly break dance across the dance floor of rugby, Dressed in a popper tracksuit, bottoms, and just executed a windmill into backspin move, I am Lee Calvers, the editor of Blood and Blood.com, And joining me via a moonwalk into forward caterpillar is.
1: Uh, the, the Spinning around on his head on a hat, Josh Gardner.
0: It's like that, and that's the way it is. <laughs> this um, is the way it is. We're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we're back after a hiatus of sorts. Yes. Um, where there was not a regular pod last week but there was a new history podcast which a lot of people yes. seem to have liked so thank Indeed. you very much
1: for your, I mean, for your feedback if only we could think of a non-shit name for it if only
0: we could think of a non-shit name for it yeah but I, I feel yeah. like I'm wedded to it now I feel like I'm going to have to keep going with it
1: I know any suggestions as ever
0: obviously lots of people may have thought it was shit but haven't told us so <laughs> yes. I will you know thanks for that as well
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can do without that I get yeah. enough of that anyway so
0: if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can get in touch with me at Blood and Mud or Lee at BloodandMud.com and there's websites and all that kind of stuff. And what about you, Josh? Uh,
1: there's at Josh Gardner, at RugbyShirtWatch uh, and uh, RugbyShirtWatch.com. <laughs> at RugbyShirtWatch. Uh, RugbyShirt. I tell you what, I get enough emails asking me if I'd like RugbyShirt.com on a literal daily basis. <laughs> but It might just be easier. Um, we are on Acast because you know
0: that as you're listening already oh, and, and lots of Ooh, other places God. and Apple Podcasts and all that kind of stuff. We've had what I'd like to call a review of sorts. Steady. Yeah, well, Matt Cunningham got in touch a uh, regu- uh, long time ago. Hello, Matt, on t- um, via the DM. And he said, recently I was at a trade union meeting in Leeds.
1: Now, I like that this is already. Peak. That is peak us. That is peak podcast, us today. Trade isn't it? union yeah. meeting up north. Like it.
0: <laughs> he said, the people at the meeting all had responsibility for organising a particular area in the UK. And Matt says, I was there on behalf of Wales. Hmm. Yeah. When the chair of the meeting asked me for my report, before I knew what I was saying, the words, by and large, it's going, had left my mouth. <laughs> Thinking quickly, I finished off the sentence with slightly better than terribly, to the amusement of everyone who was seated around the table. He said, truth be told, <laughs> things were going much better than terribly, so I feel my report started off in a much more downbeat tone than was required. He said, I wonder if any other fans of the podcast have used this or any other of your catchphrases in similarly inappropriate situations without necessarily meaning to. Now, do you know, I could jack this in tomorrow, and I will be happy, that somebody randomly at a trade union meeting has used, well, your uh, catchphrase, to be honest, but from this podcast, a catchphrase in actual real life.
1: Yes, and in entirely inappropriate circumstances as well. Because let's face it, using by and large, it's going terribly as a sort of entry into... (laughs) a comment that where it's not actually going that badly to be honest is basically effectively everything in my life you know so yeah
0: so yeah so well on Matt's recommendation has anybody else used one of our <laughs> something you've yes, heard on here
1: one of our mt t-shirt to. t-shirtable catchphrases oh yeah
0: of which you've sent me new designs i have not done anything with sorry about that <laughs>
1: right so yeah they look lovely by I the way i have a life you know yeah yeah he's got a lot on bless him
0: that reminds me of that uh, story Tom Waits tells about. He said, "Some he said I got a letter from a kid in Michigan. He said I played one of your, one, I took one of your records in the school and I played it, and I got in quite a lot of trouble. Can you help me?" And he said, "I can't drop everything and go to Michigan for Christ's sake. I have a <laughs> life, you know." <laughs> Classic Tom Waits, if you like Tom Waits.
1: That is exactly how we will respond if you email us and tell us you've got <laughs> yes. in trouble at work because of using one of our catchphrases, by the way. so
0: Anyway, Tom Waits aside, uh, like a Jason Statham film, we, all begin, we always begin the same way. But where a Jason Statham film begins with me turning over to something else that's on the television, we choose to begin with Player Spotted. Where we ask you to send in mundane or encounters with players or associated people from rugby, Ben Bacon has got in touch via the direct messages, and he said, "This is a player spotted from a while back." We don't. There's no. There's no statute of limitation. Yeah, there's no. It's fine. Carry you can send on. You he said, "I was out late on the Lower East Side of NYC." Now this is Hello. already a bit co- A bit cooler yeah. than we normally get, isn't it? Yeah, it's
1: a bit too cool.
0: This is better than mega services already, is. or is it better though? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow.
1: He (laughs) he
0: said, I was out late one night on the Lower East Side of NYC. It was about 2am, and the bar was empty apart from me, my maids, and Brian O'Driscoll and Shane (laughs) Horgan. He said, I found myself in the loo pissing when the great centre walked in and went for a dump. Ah. (laughs) He said, being somewhat worse for wear... I engage with the great man over the American-style partition on the Thunderbox, because it's not a full partition, is no, it? No, they one. no, they
1: don't. No, one of the worst inventions of all time. So bizarre, but why do you yeah. do that? Why, America? Yeah. Tell us.
0: <laughs> he said, about, so I was engaging him over who he'd like to play in the centres on the upcoming Lions tour. Looking back, he said, his, his response was a model of grace and tolerance. He said, you'd have to ask Sir Clive. So we're going back to
1: 2005, obviously. Wow. That would have been when Bod had highlights, and presumably so did Shane Horgan.
0: He said, thinking back, he would have been well within his right to tell me to fuck off and let him shit in peace. I mean... But he didn't. I mean, yeah. And for his willingness to engage in drunken rugby banter from annoying fans over a toilet cubicle, (laughs) I will be forever grateful. Ben, that's a classic. I like that one. Mid-dump,
1: yeah. I mean, I I kind of (laughs) want to know more. I mean, was he... (laughs) in the midst of the act was, was how, he did you know, how did you leave that how did you was go he well sort of waiting for things to happen and you were kind of just filling up the time was he just kind of, was he waiting for a round two was it i mean god it's so, the mind boggles
0: did there was like a moment of silence where you both went really awkward and brian went well anyway so
1: yeah so uh i'll be seeing you then little, <laughs> gave a little courtesy flush and then wow if that
0: wasn't good enough that's Fraser, ba- it, Fraser Banson's it. been in touch via yeah. direct message. He says, I've been meaning to send this in for a while, and he sent oh. this with photographic evidence. Wow, so hello. He said, I met Hamish Watson in a club after the Calcutta Cup this year, and I told him all about your pod and your love for him. <laughs> He asked, like, there's asked, no
1: chance that he's, he remembers any of that because I've seen the photos of that night <laughs> and they were fucking smashed. He says, Hamish, hey, ask for all the details about it
0: so I can only assume he is now a listener. Now, I'm telling you what. Mish. Mish, if you're out there, my DMs are open. Please yeah. just tell me if you are a listener to the pod. I won't tell anybody.
1: I'll just, yeah. I'll be, well, I might tell Josh that. privately, but, yeah. you know... Keep it between us, keep it between we, just us. Want to know, we just want to know you're out there
0: Thank you everybody who sends in a player spotted They're getting better and better all the time As you can see Yeah,
1: um, they're borderline interesting now Which is yeah, uh, getting a bit worrying I don't care, I'm
0: going with it anyway <laughs> But yeah, we've got lots parked up But please keep sending them in Because I'm quite happy to bump ones that are a bit crap If a good one comes in
1: Yeah, be honest. absolutely We're uh, entirely a dictatorship There is no democracy yeah, here Absolutely Shall we do some news? <laughs> yes, there's been many news much news first bit of news sad news actually genuinely
0: uh, uh, rob horn has been forced to retire because of nerve damage at the age of 28 which is like, if it,
1: if anybody ever grumbles about like pro rugby players or pro athletes in general to be honest like going where they can earn absolutely the most money that they can huh. just fucking look at this situation and reevaluate it like that knock like obviously it was a hard knock but it just looked so innocuous in the it tact. didn't look
0: that different to a lot of other no. knocks you would say, did it? Yeah,
1: it wasn't like a nasty break or a torn ligament or anything, you know. Nerve damage, career over at 28, it's fucking horrible. I'm gutted for him. and um, Yeah, I mean, good luck to him in his retirement and good luck to him in his recovery. It's Yeah, it's a horrible thing, it really is. Nice player
0: as well. Yeah. Um, just to be clear though, that is literal nerve damage, not what my granddad used to say about some blokes in his street who didn't go to work for years. <laughs> he's never gone yeah. to work him well why not, his nerves <laughs> that's what we've got used to say it's not that, he's actually literally damaged his nerves um, yes related to this, Phil Jones got in touch on Twitter, it's just, he said shit but I'm going to use it now anyway, he said this is held over from last week, he said because the fans at Welford Road were trying to get a Mexican wave going while the medics were treating Rob Horn
1: fuck yeah guys, give it a rest I
0: mean, if, I mean alright, they weren't to know but actually, no, you've got to take it back it anyway. A step. But they did know they were going, trying to do a Mexican wave, yeah. which, in all contexts, is totally Absolute, unacceptable.
1: Yeah, absolutely like bread and butter, yeah. borderline, you know, baseline shit. Yeah. No, just don't do it.
0: Snow wash jeans, Mexican <laughs> waves, yeah. not on.
1: Yeah, tassels on jackets.
0: <laughs> yes, double denim that's the yeah. same color. To, hey, clarify, to,
1: to qualify it. I'm double t- deniming right fucking now. Are you different colours so, of denim? You better am, be, otherwise it's I'm, unacceptable. acceptable. It's blue and black, so it's fine. I triple denim today, actually. So, oh, my you know.
0: God, like the Eagles in 1978.
1: Yep, denim shirt, denim jeans, denim jacket. That's how I fucking roll.
0: <laughs> You're slowly transmogrifying into um, my bubbles. Denim.
1: Into denim, <laughs> just just into grow denim. Grow a tash, go full 70s. Yeah. I I fucking wish that I could grow a tash <laughs> as tash magnificent as Mike Robbins. let's face it. If
0: you're listening, Mike, nice to, I hope you are. Nice to see you as
1: well. I bet Mike's got a jacket with tassels on it, and I bet he fucking rocks it as well. I bet he does. Yeah.
0: I think it's one of those things you've got to go for it, full. You've got to go yeah. for it, haven't you? You've got to wear it with plenty yeah. of moxie.
1: Yeah, I ain't got that moxie. No, I haven't either.
0: What other news have we got?
1: Uh, well, Dylan Hartley's not going on England's tour in the summer, which, to be honest, he probably shouldn't have anyway. But um, well, we wouldn't want it in these circumstances, would we? Because no, he's, got, he's
0: been told to take a rest, cause head injury.
1: Yeah, which is a worryingly common thing that's happening now. You know, players having to take extended breaks because of concussion stuff. I'm glad that you know it's being diagnosed like that, but yeah, it's uh, it's not a good thing for the the long term viability of the game when players are having to take extended rest periods due to head injury symptoms and all that sort of stuff. You know, we've had North in the last couple of years. Tipperick had to do it last year. It's... Yeah. But, yeah, all the best to him and speedy recovery and all that stuff. And it, it does mean that England are going to have to do something different with Hooker. When Jamie they, uh...
0: George has been playing flat out for about two and a half years, so he could do That's the, the thing. rest well.
1: Jamie George could do with the rest. So it's like, hell, fuck it. You just, like, throw caution to the wind and you take Karen Dickey and you take everybody else, you know, it's, yeah. So it's a funny one, but uh, we shall see. So it. it's another headache for Eddie Jones on top of this whole Brad Shields fiasco. Which...
0: Yeah. I think they are going to go with Karen Dickey, I think. Cause yes. d- well, at least for some of it, cause George is knackered. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's Brad your... Shields. What's, yeah, what's Brad the... Shields? Go on. Sorry, go on.
1: Yeah. What's your take on this as an England fan on the Brad Shields thing?
0: Um, I'm not bothered, well, rules is the rules, right? So yeah. I'm not actually that bothered. I'm more concerned with what it says about our ability to transfer people from the under-20s into the senior level. Because when you look at what the under-18s and under-20s have been doing for quite some time, there's not that much of a problem in the back row.
1: No, quite then the you get, Yeah,
0: then you get into the senior setup and they either completely disappear or the international coach doesn't fancy them. That and for me Brad Shield is a symptom time. of a greater problem. I don't have anything against Brad yeah. Shield. He's, no. he's a big hard solid player. No problem with him at all and the rules rules and his
1: both his parents are English, you know. It's, yeah. Absolutely.
0: You know. It's, so it's, I don't it's really desperation have an issue with that. to
1: get him there for South Africa. It's like I, there's an issue isn't there with with the whole situation with leadership that has been sort of brought up by Eddie Jones on more than one occasion. But like and carrying, yeah, leadership and carrying. Obviously, you know, Shields is is captain of his 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 mm-hmm. club at, at super rugby level. He's obviously got some leadership thing. But like, why, why is why why are we so worried about why is why is this absolute surfeit of leadership a thing?
0: And why does you he know? not know? It's like the Labour Party. Nobody yeah, noticed,
1: you know. <laughs> It's You know, he's, he's, he's basically stopped Sam... Like, they've they've effectively stopped Sam Moore from playing... You know, they've yeah. made enough noises to stop Sam Moore getting camped for Wales because they've said they want him, which I'm quite salty about, as you can imagine, you know. <laughs> but if they're not going to fucking play him, they're not going to give him a chance. If they're just going to sort of rely on digging up any old fucking... Person that's English qualified, that's got a bit of Super Rugby experience under their belt. Then, well, what's
0: the point? But I suppose maybe he's looked. At, we're not privy to all all of it. So maybe he's looked no. at it and gone, actually, I just need two years, and he's an off the shelf. As far as I'm yeah. concerned, off well, the well, shelf, straight into international level. Tis you know, that's,
1: it, and that's it, Jones thing, can't
0: it? do. Joe Jones can't solve all the problems that he's finding. Where, frankly, they are not in his opinion, international class second uh, back rowers aren't transitioning in the in the no. Premiership, and and that's but then... and all the ones he's brought in have not really. I mean, apart from Underhill, he's shown flashes. Yeah, you, know, you don't. I mean, Simmons looked great, didn't he, for a period? And he came that, to the England team, under, and then it was like Underhill, I'm not who really convinced,
1: interestingly had his finishing school not in the Premiership.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? It is very you interesting.
1: Know, say what you like. When you look at at the way that England's English teams have played in the in Europe this year like the absolutely terrible standard of back row play in the premiership is kind of been like laid out because they just they don't know how to compete at the breakdown anymore they just give they up don't. doing
0: it it's really odd yeah. now some people say it's because of the referee but I'm not so sure I think there's just I, I the kind of it, people have, it's, it's everything's of analysed so much now they have yeah. obviously looked at it and gone, you know we don't need to do that anymore. not worth
1: it and, every, and everyone in the premiership has collectively gone yeah it's not bother lads and, and everybody in the rest of the world has gone, actually, you know, there's still some hay to be made there. <laughs> and, you know, Underhill looks like a fucking revelation because he's played in the Pro 14 and he's played in, you know, where competing at the breakdown is still a thing, even if it isn't, you know, the easiest thing in the world to do anymore. I mean, he told you he still does it. Yeah. You know, and why the... is he? <laughs> the thing, that all this talk about England lacking leaders and England not lacking good back rowers, why is the Togge not England captain yet?
0: Well, you I, think, know? I think his difficult third album of a season that he's had, then if you add captaincy to it, that could go one of two ways, can't it? It could either, either inspire yeah. him to even more clapping. Yeah. And it's imagine, kind of... just, so imagine how what a revelation he'd be then. Or it could inspire him to even more clapping <laughs> and then playing even worse.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. It's just, it, it, it feels like there's a lot of... False Dawny type things happening so, with England at the moment, so, and things need to be done to arrest I it. I don't think rapidly. we can. I can't go
0: into it again because I know it's to death. But it, this season didn't surprise me. If we've still got the same breakdown over the ball, getting absolutely battered, mm. come next Six Nations, there's a significant problem, and heading oh, yeah. into the World well, Cup, and it, maybe that's why he's thinking I can't develop anybody before twenty. 20- Nineteen. Yeah. Therefore, I'm going to get this it. off the shelf, and I'll spend the next six yeah. months finding somebody else who's qualified and fancies it. Yeah,
1: who knows? I mean, that's, that's not a bad way to look at it. It's just a bit.
0: It's disappointing. Yeah, but well, I don't just blame
1: like... I don't blame anybody for doing no. it. Really, England are just spending all of this time and money developing all of these players and sort of secret like keeping all of these players away from everybody else and trying to sort so... of slavishly pool all of the under twenties talent in the world, and then they just don't fucking use any of it and it's just so, a weird shame
0: let's have some nominations for which rugby league second row stroke loose forward they're going to sign <laughs> at some point round <laughs> February next year because one of them's coming
1: I mean, it's it's not my field of expertise, so I, I will. I don't watch the
0: Super it. League enough these days to know either. But please give us some nominations. No yes. should and be coming. Let's, in.
1: let's make it. Let's make this happen somehow. <laughs> it will be funny. It'll be Andy Farrell again. Andy gets that yeah. lad. <laughs> <laughs> it will be an, another one of the uh, Burgess brothers. Take your pick. George Burgess, who's a
0: rampaging calorie of the ball when he can actually catch and keep hold of it. <laughs>
1: Doesn't seem like he would be well, that much of a problem. When he catches it, got, he's yeah.
0: unbelievable. When he but usually it what, three times out of seven it bounces off his chest. Only like I mean fumes. that sounds
1: like the sort of ratio that Eddie Jones can probably work with, given the current level of carrying in his back row. So yeah.
0: Anyway, speaking of England back rows, Stefan Armitage has injured himself for nine months. That's not a bit of news. He's ruptured mm. his Achilles tendon. Youch. Yeah. Isn't
1: that sound
0: he's, isn't he thirty now?
1: Yeah, that could be it's a long old fucking way back, Isn't it? Especially for a man with the conditioning of him. Let's be honest. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. imagine what he'll be like after some time on the on the couch.
1: God love Jesus. him.
0: Right, have you got anyway. any more news?
1: Uh, God, I hope that's the end God, of the no, news. That because... went on for a long time, didn't it? Yeah.
0: Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Um, right then, shall we? It was obviously the big European weekend. It was. Um, so. Shall we find out what we've learned from these games?
1: What I learned is that the combination of uh, Rassing's defence and Leinster's hard-carrying forwards might be felt on the Richter scale in Bilbao (laughs) in a couple of weeks' time. Fucking hell. Like, Leinster's forwards... They they were on on another fucking planet, weren't they? And to be fair, Munster were trying to do their best impression of that, and at various points in the first half and Racing were just like, nah, it's all right. We're just going to fly out of the line, chop tackle you and then smash you behind the line with the second man coming in and you're getting absolutely nowhere. And it is, I don't think that Racing can stop this Leinster team because they are just too deep. I'm, and I don't too... know who
0: beats them. Playing no, like <laughs> I really um, don't.
1: It's it's the classic, you know, baddies from Space Jam, whose name I can't remember. You know, it, it's...
0: See, you're younger than that, me. It was a bit after my time, Space yes,
1: Jam. It was, uh, yeah, I, I should remember the baddies in Space Jam, and I'm going to look that up while we keep talking. But, like, it's the Monstars. That's what they were called. There we go. Just about to yeah. say that. It's
0: what a tip yeah. of my tongue, that was. Yeah, Of course it was. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I, I, Scott Fardy, I Scott Fardy Brass- decided to be a total shit house again this week, didn't he? In the best possible
0: way. You know, He yeah. just suddenly rediscovered his full Scott Fardiness. <laughs>
1: he's, well, you look at Scott Fardy and you think, man with a voluntarily shaven head and a big bushy beard. Prick. Must be, a, <laughs> must be an absolute prick on the rugby field. And he's not always been that this year. But holy shit, he was uber prick in the best possible way. How good he was...
0: must Lens to be that they're managing to make Jameson Gibson Park look that good? Because <laughs> that, that is not actually correct.
1: It's, it's mad, isn't it?
0: It's like looking it... through a prism or something and you see something completely different. It's yeah. just How,
1: Not only that they're making him look that good but they're allowing one of the most dangerous wingers in the world, James Lowe to just not play so that they can accommodate Jameson Gibson Park in there. <laughs> foreign quotient for, like, for European Cup games. It's it's mad. It makes no sense whatsoever. I don't understand anything. Nothing no. makes sense anymore.
0: But they were just... well, I used, You just knew from minute... Well, about minute four, like this is just going to be a terrible, as soon, terrible as soon as day. They went, they went over for that first
1: try. Yes. I was watching it with my mate Paul and we just looked at each other and went, oh... Oh, I thought really sorry. This, for, isn't, this isn't going to be a good game, is it?
0: We were meant to have Paul Williams on this week, but he's unfortunately got caught up in work, and he just kept tweeting. Scarlets can come back from here if anyone can score two tries. It's like Paul, mate, mate.
1: Yeah, this is <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> Look yeah, at Scarlets can score two tries, but not only when Leic- Leinster want you to score two tries. They can only score at two tries
0: end. when they've got the ball and they're not camped in their own twenty-two for what yeah. feels like a
1: week. And it it really did show up like how, A, Gareth Davis for all of the progress. that I do think he's made this season. Fucking hell, his well, tactical brain and his tactical kicking is... One of the dog- things
0: I did say I learned is that big games reveal big match temperament. But more yeah. importantly, they reveal the opposite, don't they?
1: The lack of big match temperament, um, yeah.
0: Ian Keatley and Gareth Davis... For yeah. all the strides they've made this Absolutely. season, very much showed what it's like when your lack of big match temperament gets uh, oh yes, un- gets then... peeled back in a very, like the most painful plaster being pulled away.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like peeling an orange to reveal just the hustle. peeling An
0: orange and all the the oil squirts in your eye.
1: Well, just there's nothing in the orange, just <laughs> like shit. No, no like sh- when you sometimes cut a lime
0: and go to squeeze yeah. it and nothing comes out of it. Yeah, it's so yeah. dry.
1: Yeah, it's like. It's like having a Maltese or a Rolo with no caramel in it. It's like having a munchie with a biscuit missing. Oh, nothing that not worse. It's
0: like having Devastable. a pack of Revels and only getting coffee for about four of those. It's not even worth thinking. Oh, you i fed up now. Thinking about all those depressing things that Jesus might happen, Christ. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also, to a lesser extent, I know he's young and I know he's trying his best, but the whole let's play, let Dan Jones start a European semi-final... I didn't understand that at all. It was a fucking shit idea. And I thought at the start, I thought, I mean, I know he played well against Bath in that one game, but seriously, are we sure that he's ready? And the answer was no, he's not ready.
0: Maybe they saw Jameson Gibson Park thought, well, if they're playing him.
1: Yeah. We can play that. obviously We've there's got something to in this. It out somehow haven't we? I mean, God. <laughs> yes. But yeah, there's no there's no like I know they're fucking riddled with injuries in the back three and they kind of mm. needed to put Patchell somewhere where he could be useful. We're missing Johnny McNichol desperately. Aren't we? Oh, so badly. Um But I just thought there's Speaking no... of this,
0: did you see and I've never is this a common thing? I've never noticed it before, how much reach Patchel, the you know, NASCAR yes. driver. Yes bangs on at referees. Oh, yeah. He never stopped. Oh, yeah. Gob, gob gob gob, Pushing the back he's, ref. Pushing the back ref. This, this, this. He, this look at that. Look he's, at he's this. He's
1: ginger Dan Bigger, except oh, like all of, like all of the players, nobody gets as bad a rep for it as Dan Bigger for Absolutely inexplicable Absolutely unbelievable. Reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically just, there were more mouthy fly-offs on that field <laughs> on Saturday than it's probably set some sort of record. How
0: good was Johnny Sexton, though, speaking Fucking of the offs Fucking oh. red- good you know it's when you see him like that he's he's like the perfect embodiment of the consummate experienced uber quality player isn't he yeah for all of his the fact he you know he's got a face like an asbo and all that the (laughs) fact is is you know when he's like that
1: so fucking good
0: he's just so good he's just and it's just
1: every decision is a good decision you know
0: perfectly executed
1: Oh look, there's Gareth Davis hanging around on the wing for no appreciable reason. I'm just going to launch a fucking satellite-bothering fucking high ball. <laughs>
0: he did that about three gonna... times on the trot in the second half. Oh, you is see it when he says, "like just drive it in twice." Right, boof, Scholar- I boot it up in the Scholar's air again.
1: covered the fence, but it's just been like, "can you just fucking?" Not? And then they
0: just get booting it back to to yeah. Hawaiian Tropic Rob. He kept running it yeah. back in, just taking it again. Right, boof, <laughs> up in the air again.
1: <laughs> it was but you look at that you look at that before I mean it was one of the the great European semi-final it was kind
0: of, of saracens from a few years ago wasn't it yeah, just, yeah
1: but we even better than them I felt like it because they're just demol- you know the Scarlets are a fucking decent hmm. team and they did not they basically perfectly game planned it and did because you know as soon as the, whenever the Scarlets held the ball for more than about 30 seconds <laughs> They started doing Scarletsy things with it. And they, you know, they they had a few mistakes, they had knocked balls on, they tried to force things a little bit because by that point they were already. They've
0: been under the pump for about twelve minutes and they tried that move and they spun it wide and Scott Williams grubber kicked it and it was just like, oh I mean, I can see everyone loves the Scarlets, right? Yeah. But there's a point in which you've got to go seriously, just try and carry some ball for a bit,
1: yeah? There were some there were some genuinely moronic decisions in that game, particularly as having to fucking, you know, having the ball in your own shadow, your own posts, and going for it Oof. with like twenty minutes on the clock—it's like lads, fucking just.
0: But Leinster from fifty-five minutes in were just
1: like, Pff. yeah, this and is no it problem. was the ca- It was the casual excellence. It's like they took the foot off, but they kept a scoring tries. Well, their defense tries. was so good. They kept battering them, and it was just like. Even though you could tell that they were barely in third, <laughs> they were just like, yeah. Well, Every time Scarlett's tried some... another one, lads. Yeah. Every time Scarlet's
0: tried something, they did, um Ringrose and Henshaw were so good oh, in that hell. defensive pattern. They were just so oh, just magnificent. Basically, it was just the perfect, almost the perfect performance. Really. And
1: unlike a sort of Ireland defence, <laughs> and an Ireland sort of Andy Farrell defence, mm. there was no space out wide at all.
0: No, yeah. The
1: wingers were right up. Instead of like, you know, the, you look at the way Ireland do it and they sort of try to cover the kick a bit more. Those wingers were right up in the face constant, And they obviously they knew what the Scarlets were going to do. They're going to try and counter The first thing the Scarlets do is try, you know, turn over two passes, ship it wide. And they were just totally ready for it. And they got absolutely nothing from it until about 70 minutes.
0: Imagine Stuart but,
1: Lancaster up in the box.
0: Yeah, but in the full northern man stance, only one yeah. leg up on the yeah. chair.
1: Just hands on hips. Hands on yeah. the
0: hips. One leg up on the chair. Just quietly nodding.
1: Yeah. 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 It's And the thing is, you look at that Leinster team that played on the weekend and you look, Fucking hell. They are set to dominate European rugby for some time. Like yeah, they've well, got yeah. you look such at the a rare age, level, the, the, the level of, of young talent. James possibly. Lowe not even
0: bothering to be in the squad, yeah. you know.
1: And, like, and they've got the money of, on top of this ridiculous fucking golden generation that they've got. They've also got money to recruit fucking premier level talent. You know, James Lowe, Scott Fardy being textbook examples. Like, they are t- players that any team in the world would be happy to have. And they're there to just basically you know, be extra cogs in an incredibly already well-run machine. Um, however, I will say the flip side of the IRFU's excellent development model has been shown this week because Leinster were very narked in the uh, the lead-up to that game that the IRFU have basically told them that they've got to release one of Joey Carberry or Ross Byrne to Ulster to replace Paddy Jackson.
0: Mm. Um, And
1: they're not very happy about that because they've gone to all the trouble to develop like develop three test caliber 10s and, you know, two of them in the island squad. So, but who, what do they do?
0: But from an IRFU point of view, what good does it do having three of them just sat Massively there?
1: Massively so. The IRFU are entirely fair enough in saying, well, Ulster don't have anyone to 10. I can, I can see
0: all out. sides of this. I'm feeling very reasonable this week. I can feel yeah. all sides of this argument.
1: Yeah, it's a hell of a dilemma for Leinster, though, because do you let Carberry go, knowing um, that Johnny Sexton isn't getting any younger and Carberry is a, a, another potentially generational talent, but knowing that for the next three or four seasons they're going to be in the Ireland squad at the same time together. So who the fuck is going to play 10 during the international windows? Yeah. Or do you keep Ross Byrne, who's also very promising and isn't in the Ireland squad yet, but then risk letting Joey Carberry go to Ulster? And it's The a only awful.
0: answer is to play Dave Carney at 10. I think you heard yeah, it here it. first.
1: Might Let Tag Byrne do it. He looks like he can do pretty much anything else. So why not?
0: What else have we got that we learned from the weekend? Um, um, go on.
1: I was sp- staying on that Leinster Scarlets game. Hmm. The Scarlets pack, it's a good unit. It is. But they were always a bad matchup for Leinster. And you just that's the thing that they just don't have, you know. They've got brilliant link play, they've got vision, they've got the ability on the deck, they've got really great carrying, they're fantastic all-court players, but they don't just have that physical edge Hmm. that that Leinster pack has in. And that's before you factor in how Leinster played. Yeah. But they were just, you know, they were making all the tackles, Hmm. but they were making those tackles two, three yards behind the line every time. And it was just, it was horrible to watch, really. I mean, it was brilliant to watch because... You could you couldn't help but appreciate what Leinster were doing to them, but just like you're watching, it's not normal seeing. Basically, every time a forward carries the ball up, it's over the game line. It's it's. Are the, it was are, bad shit.
0: Are the two best teams in Europe in the final?
1: Maybe. Think? I I find it hard to say say with racing probably. Mm, yeah. Well, certainly but, that first half they played. Yeah. Um, was would suggest so, but... They've kind of looked... Speaking of, of Racing, really, like, mm. how has Yannick Nyanga only got 46 caps? You have seen France, right? I know, but he made his <laughs> debut in 2004. <laughs> he's been around for donkey's He's 34 <laughs> years old, and he was the best player on the park for Racing on Sunday. I think like,
0: when we did a, a, a massive underrated one week, I think we had yeah. Nyanga in there, because <laughs> he is
1: ridiculous. He's for 12 years, he's been... Technically playing for France, but he's barely averaging three caps a season. Yes. Like that shows. It just shows how shambolic France have been. Like, I, I was looking. I looked this up actually because I was curious. You no, know, France only have two players with over a hundred caps.
0: I got like five. Of Trivia those. question: Who's that? Fabian Pelous is one.
1: Uh, I, I forgot to write it down. Actually, weirdly.
0: Oh come on! You've ruined it now. I'm going for Philippe yeah. Sella and Fabian Pelous.
1: I think you're wrong in both of those, actually. Uh Let me see. Here we go. Caps. Boom. Oh, no, you're right. You, uh,
0: Play along out there.
1: Yeah, you are exactly right. Fabian yes. Police with 118 caps and Philippe Sellar with 111. Yes. Do you know who's third? On 98. That's horrible. What period? Uh, relatively recent. Everyone's shouting the of the thing
0: now. Oh no, I can't think.
1: Rafael Ibanez. Ah, yeah.
0: Just punched my microphone in frustration.
1: He <laughs> did. But like you look at it, and like none of the players who've like retired in the last four or five years have got anywhere near hundred caps. Like your Nicola Mass, your. your Damien Try, Harnaudaki—that you know they're all stuck in the 80s because there was just so much fucking shambolic... It
0: was the Mark evermond period, wasn't it? We just wrote people's names on apples on a tree then kicked the tree and so you dropped out of it, I think. <laughs> that must have
1: been one yeah. thing you tried, I'm sure. The sheer lack of... And you look at this wrestling team and you just think... The core of that racing team are a lot of very good French players.
0: That's what's interesting, actually, because they get you know for all their money and all their ridiculous looks like yeah. Walton Wanderer Stadium and the madness,
1: yes, yes and, and the, for giant the Galactico
0: re- reputation. Actually, the core of the team, like you said, is a load of decent French players.
1: Yeah, it's 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 you know Szczesny and Shap and Ben and uh, what's his face? Uh, See and... when he
0: come on, looking like Barry Gibb.
1: Yes. <laughs> he looks he looks more like
0: a BG a sort, every yeah, single well day. Just a
1: but really ripped BG like <laughs> Robin Did Gibb. you see Barry Gibb I, in seventy
0: eight? He looked well, magnificent.
1: Well. <laughs> um yeah, you know, he's got Nyanga. it's got Klassens, it's got uh Machino, you know, it's got Remy Tales even when he's fit. Yes. There's good you know Teddy Toma Fuck a Teddy fucking toma man, what wow. a what a ridiculous player he is, <laughs> yeah. in a variety of ways. But I'm sure we'll come on to that later. Um, it's just, yeah, they're a re- like they're a team that's kind of come out of nowhere for me this year because I didn't feel like they were like people were really talking about them in the pool stages at all. They were just kind of like, yeah, Rassing up doing well. Well, they
0: were fits and starts, weren't they? They've not exactly been ripping yeah. the trees anywhere, but yeah. No, um...
1: and then all of a sudden it's like, oh god, they look nasty.
0: Nothing wrong and with timing your run, though, is
1: there? Hell no. And part of me wonders if, you know, they just, like, they're just, they're, really? they're, seem to almost set up for knockout rugby, isn't it, really? they Yeah. They're very big, they're very hard, they're very efficient.
0: Machinot has been glorious all Machinot, season. He was good for, he's been great for France as well. He's had a they've hell of a Dan, year. His best year, probably.
1: Dan Carter coming off the bench, who, fuck me, he might be a, a pale imitation of 2011-era Dan Carter now, but... He's still Dan Carter. He still knows how to tackle. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Everybody forgets what a good defender Dan Carter was in his prime. He still Mm. is, by the way. He was absolutely flying into people. Did he replace Macca Tower
0: again? uh There's a brilliant remember. sort of madness to competency no. ratio swap, <laughs> it's, and it's that
1: astonishing. It's possibly the biggest swing in the, you know, <laughs> you need to get Jon Snow in one of those swingometers because <laughs> yeah, yeah, on a that bike, enormous <laughs> swing from competency to madness, fucking yeah. madness. <laughs> yes. Uh Yes, madness holds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um well, what else we were doing. Well, yeah. I didn't see the Gloucester game, but this is the second one on the Trot final they've got to, of course, isn't it? Gloucester.
1: Yes, they're very good. At I wonder if Billy
0: Feltries will be as down in the dumps about it. Remember last last year when he oh, basically said definitely. that none of us will be able to face the summer as like yeah, yeah, without, well, basically
1: ruined my holiday was what he was getting at, <laughs> and I thought, like, oh bloody hell, Billy, chill out, mate. But yeah, I mean, and quite surprisingly, I mean, I wasn't like I was surprised that Newcastle were as bad as they were. Gloucester were very good. Um and have showed that the same thing that they've showed all fucking season really which is that when they're good they're very very good Gloucester when they're good they can probably beat anybody really except Leinster <laughs> or Saracen, well, like
0: they can beat Leinster no
1: but like it's just the problem is consistency like when they turn up they've got a hell of a good squad there and they've got a good coach blatantly and when they're called the Gloucester Lions next year or whatever, I'm sure they'll be even better. Well, the, the, um, see what I did learn this weekend?
0: Mm. I've regularly, and I think we both have, to a certain extent, been a bit sniffy about the Challenge Cup. Yes. And then I saw most of... I can't speak for Gloucester, mm. but most of the Cardiff Blues fans that I've seen on Twitter are delighted yeah. about getting to the yeah. fans. It's a really big thing for them. And it made yeah. me think, you know what, Lee? Stop being such a twat.
1: Do you know what? If if the Ospreys hadn't shat the bed quite so impressively last year, I would have loved to have if they'd have made it to a chance. I mean, you know they'll probably get a chance next year to fuck it up in the quarterfinal as well. <laughs> but um, no, I I really wanted to. It's, it's been
0: really nice to see how many people are pleased to get to the final of that competition, it's, and that's not being patronised. It's, 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 it's Europeans been really
1: nice. It's yeah. European silverware. It's a big deal, and particularly I mean the Cardiff Blues coaching team. The way that they've turned things around this season is is a is a massive. Well, that's the thing I've learned in a bit of a weird thing. quandary, aren't
0: they now? Because that coaching well, team won't be there. They've kind of turned it around. Yeah, it's it a around. shame
1: they won't be around to they've finish this the job. They've built this
0: wonderful, particularly back row and forward breakdown yeah. effort, and now they're off. Or they will
1: yeah, be Yeah, it's like... The addition, like, I don't think we can understate the addition of Sean Edwards because all of a sudden they can defend. I did love that it,
0: Sean Edwards and James and um, Jamie Roberts both had Cardiff ties on. I know. In was the punditry, it was like, hmm, yeah. nice like, one, lads. Look, <laughs> yeah.
1: look, let's, not, let's not beat around the bush here. In Boston, there are no Poe fans on this particular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, the, he might only be a part-time defensive consultant or whatever, but he's turned this Blues team defensively from an absolute clown car farce into a proper unit and you know they can attack because Matt Sherrett is a very good attack coach and I look forward to him doing a similar job at the Osprey's next season um and they can they always know how to attack but they can actually do the rough stuff now as well and you know I'd, I'd like it if if this team you know obviously Danny Wilson's off to to Wasps next season or is it, is it Northampton or Wasps I can't remember um Sherritt's off to the Ospreys. Sean Edwards is off to, I don't know, chewing bricks or something somewhere. You know, whatever he does in his spare time. Sean Edwards is
0: off to be fuming somewhere yeah.
1: else. Yeah, to be, repl- and, you know, will be replaced by an Australian that nobody's ever heard of. Um, but yeah, I, I really genuinely hope that the, that this team signs off with a bit of a, you know, do like the Smiths, you know, break up on top. Um, hopefully, without one of you showing himself to a massive racist, that one of you, so, yeah. you can
0: go off yeah. and be a total disgrace twenty years yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Place your bets now. Um, but yeah, good. I, I thought they were, the Blues were very good. Like the, the Blues were exactly what they needed to be on the weekend, and they they rode their luck a little bit. But yeah, fair play to them. This is a really good moment for Welsh rugby.
0: Yeah, what well, I learned from the weekend, well, I didn't learn, it just got reinforced, the knowledge got reinforced this weekend, is Jordan Lama's going to be so much fun. To watch oh, so much fun. <laughs>
1: As soon as he came on, it was just like, right, here we go. This here is... we go, here's a bit of fun. Yeah.
0: The ball's gone the wrong way to him. Oh, look, he's just stepped 14 people in the yeah. space of about doesn't 18 matter.
1: inches. doesn't matter, don't care.
0: One day, him and Minotti are going to end up on the same pitch.
1: <sighs> can't wait for that. Did the camera won't be they... able to follow him. You know what should happen immediately, if not sooner? They should both play for the Barbarians. Oh that'd be ace, wouldn't it? Llama on the wing, not see it fullback. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know, just stick who's a who's in it. Stick a tower on the other wing. <laughs> Why the fuck? or Teddy Ooh. Tomer. I've just, for, oh, just, just for,
0: dribbled I've just for, dribbled it yeah. over my uh, my desk.
1: Just for peak insanity. <laughs> and let's just see what happens. I know I'll tell you what happened. Fucking mad shit. And Bad I love shit.
0: it. Who cares what the score is? It'll just yeah. be insanity. Yeah. Did we learn anything uh, else on the weekend?
1: Yes. Slightly more seriously. Mm. Um it's good to see the all blacks publicly releasing a video sort of making a stand for their support for equality um and it's very good to see the likes of tj perinara and brad Weber speaking out against israel flowers unsavory comments and it's good that the chiefs were wearing rainbow laces against the reds on the weekend for a bit of solidarity with Weber as well however where are the australian voices in all this
0: well, they've already come out. Of the, well, the 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 M the MD that of Australia Rugby's has just got no case to answer. Off you
1: pop, carry on. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's easy to call somebody out when he's on the other team of your hated rivals, which is why I think the all everyone everyone on the other side of the Tasman is basically having a equality field day right now. <laughs> um, yes. But like, I don't. You know, I love David Pocock to a borderline unacceptable level. But, like, given that he's been one of Australia's most vocal supporters of gay marriage, why is he not kind of getting his... He's happy to stick his oar in about a lot of other things. About everything else, when
0: other people are wrong.
1: Yeah, and when, you know, and when it's a general kind of... But when it's somebody he's on a team with being unacceptable, why is he not just going, well, I don't agree with him at a fucking bare minimum? you know it, it it i'm sure that people have been told things probably by Rugby australia private,
0: but yeah they've probably all been told to keep still sh- otherwise they're going to lose their contracts yeah, aren't they which
1: is very sad let's be honest because if israel Falau is allowed to say what the fuck he wants then why isn't everybody else interesting it, mm. anyway speaking of saying whatever you want did you, did you did you see poor
0: peter Romani's interview after the yes, game? yes. you say i'm sick of learning lessons yeah <laughs> i'm oh, sick peter. of losing in semi-finals Oh, peter bless you <laughs>
1: I know. I mean, you lost in a final last year, mate, so it's not all bad. Mm. Um, Other things I learned, I learned from Super Rugby, Brad needs Quaid. Brad Thorne took over the Reds (laughs) last summer. The Australian team's desperate, aren't they? Everyone's eyebrows were raised when he effectively banished Quaid Cooper, despite him still being under contract, and said, you can go and fucking play in the National Rugby Championship, mate. We don't want you here. However... The Reds have won three games. They're sitting above the SunWolves in the Australian Conference, and nobody else. They scored the fewest tries in all of Super Rugby. Quade is an arsehole. Quade <laughs> can be a liability. But he's but a creative he's telli- arsehole. You're telling me that he would not make this Reds team better?
0: What? Well, um, it's hey, I just I only found out because I don't really pay much attention. I'll be honest. I'm sorry to say that Laurie Fisher is the force coach of the Brumbies.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it?
0: ACAST recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out, or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good
1: families and children respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's
0: pooling the resources together. And actually being able to show how much of an impact
1: it will make when people do come together.
0: Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you
1: get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best
0: podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to, right now. He must be boiling.
1: Yeah. In his sou'wester and all that, and and big hat. He must be roasting. (laughs) Yeah, well I, I assume that you know, I can only assume that he started off, you know, wearing that in Australia and merely transplanted it to
0: Does he having to do like Dros. mail order on cider and stuff?
1: <laughs> I've I just assumed that he'd gone like full like you know, wild man and was sort of Oh
0: he's in the bush.
1: Yeah, living in the bush, you know, mostly naked. Oh, he's
0: gone full native and he's wearing boardies and thongs. <laughs> There's an image for you.
1: Or he's just finally embraced his destiny as a Woody Nelson tribute act. And <laughs> yes. he started to a bit, yeah. On the road again and all that. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... Yes. Did so, we learn uh... anything else on the weekend? Um, I learned that the Haguaras are turning things around, which is excites me, because they're actually yes, not the... shit shitting... Maybe, they start, maybe
0: they've actually started training rather than just turning up with boots and telling <laughs> people
1: to give it a laugh. I mean, the, whoever's doing their organisation clearly didn't work very well because they'd flew to Australia last week and their flight got grounded and they were stuck in Chile for two days. And then when they finally got to Melbourne last week, their bus left late, got stuck in traffic and they had to walk to the game. So I'm assuming I mean, them
0: and Cardiff have got the same. There must be a rugby travel company that really need their outcome <laughs> measures <really>? analysing. <laughs>
1: Really, somebody needs to take a look at some stats here because things are not being... A contract sad. management meeting required. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, fair play. Even in spite of all that, the beat the Rebels last week in Australia and they beat the Brumbies this week. So, maybe. I'll never say not mad again to the Haguaro's. But
0: as long as is
1: okay, that's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm done.
0: That's what we learned this week. Yes. Right then. Let's move on to and I, when we were on a couple of weeks ago before we went and did a did a hiatus. Um, we mentioned that we might bring up like we do every time around about this time of year, there's always next year when we look um, at some there is always, there next, is always year. next year. There's always next year. There's always next year, Munster. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the um we look at teams we've had a particularly horrible years, not to poke fun much. No but to recognise the fact that there are teams out there who every week put players out, put teams out, fulfil the fixtures, get on with it, and have a horrible, horrible time. And we think they are the backbone of this great sport of ours.
1: I think when I was looking through this, one of the sort of sad, slightly sad things was that I was looking at a lot of league tables and there were a lot of teams that clearly haven't been able to fulfil many fixtures this year Mm. because of player numbers or whatever. In fact, Club Rugby Harlock in uh, National League B West... Um, withdrew from the whole league at the start of the season because they didn't have enough players.
0: Harlequins is miles away from everything, though. That's kind true. of true. You know, they
1: shouldn't have had a club in the first place. They didn't even, they didn't even give Think themselves a chance to lose a game.
0: So, then, here's some um, highlights. But some of, did. Some clubs some, some... that have had a rough old time this yeah. year. First of all, listener Tom Gorman got in touch because I did ask people to nominate, and he's the only one that has mm. done. So, thank you, Tom, for taking this seriously, <laughs> unlike the rest of you people out there. And he got in touch on the DM and he nominated Basingstoke RFC, who are oh, in the yes. London and South West, South East 3 division. Oh, yes. Whose record this season is played 21, lost 21, points four one six two points against 1,077, which is an average losing margin of 43 points every week.
1: I think since that was sent in, they've played 22 and lost 22 now as well. Oh, wow. So, uh, and they've he got said. Two- They've got two losing bonus points and a try bonus point to show for a season's work.
0: Tom, Tom says, despite a honking run of form, they've fulfilled every fixture this season.
1: Fair play to them.
0: He said they were going very well in National 3, which I think is what it's called now. He said, but have struggled for a while following the unscrupulous actions of coaches and club officials a few years ago. Tell us more, Ooh. Tom.
1: Ooh, Amazing
0: tinnacious. stock RFC, tell us what's going on. He said, hopefully they can turn things around and work their way up from Hampshire Division 1 next year. And I'm sure they will, and we wish them all the best.
1: Indeed, on a a similar vein, uh, Seven Sisters, RFC, played 15, lost 15. I mean, they did get five losing bonus points along the way, um, which is a better return than Llangum RFC, who played 17, lost 17, and got three losing bonus points this year. However, the the worst one I think I found is uh, Old Halesonians in the uh, RFU Midlands Premier. Right. They did win one game this year. Mm. They lost twenty-five, and they have a points difference of, and get this, minus one thousand two hundred and forty. And how many games did they play? Twenty-six. Twenty-six games. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got to work this out. One (laughs) thousand two hundred and forty divided by
1: twenty-six. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's an average. That's an.
1: Average... And they won one of those games, don't forget. They an, won 17-14. That's an
0: average losing margin of 47 points.
1: Yeah. It's probably worse because they won that game 17-14. However... And um, bamper them up by two.
0: I think that that average losing margin can be beaten. Yes. Because Colwyn Bay, oh, in Welsh National North 1, up on the North Wales coast, played 20, managed yep. to win one, but had, had points difference of minus 997, because Ooh. they played less games, that's an yes. average margin of loss of fifty points, just under fifty points. Jesus, that's rough, isn't it? Again, fair play to you, Corwin Bay. We salute you.
1: Yeah, I'm a massive. You know, we're, we're slightly having fun with how bad some of these teams are. However, massive props if you're a player in one of these clubs that just. I is say getting... this
0: every time we do this. I've yeah. been in one of those clubs, <laughs> so I know exactly what it feels yeah.
1: like. And to keep turning up to training and keep, you know, fucking sitting on buses to away games and fucking getting, knowing full well that you're probably going to get absolutely battered. And, you know, absolute massive respect. Backbone of the game. Absolutely. Going back to
0: Seven Sisters a minute, Mm.
1: their average losing... I'd rather not.
0: (laughs) Their average losing margin is only 22. So actually they've, on one measure, are doing better than everybody else. Yeah. And finally, I think it's finally, we've got Falkirk up in Scotland in BT National Scottish Division 1. Played 22, managed to win one of them. But a points difference of minus 873. An average losing margin of 39 points a game.
1: Not great, is it?
0: That must be what it. That must be basically like Scarlet's on Saturday, every week.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Suboptimal, I call that. Suboptimal, yeah.
0: (laughs) So... Well done, everyone who turns out every week for those clubs.
1: Yeah, Genuinely, there is always we have next nothing year. but
0: respect and love for all of you. Yeah. There is always next year. Keep going. And think about it. When you're relegated, everyone below you will be shit. You'll be able to get yeah. much better than that. go
1: right back up.
0: Just keep your players, whatever you do. Look at, look at Bristol. Look at Bristol.
1: They were terrible. I mean, look at they fucking got Bristol.
0: Speaking of look at Bristol, should we do shit we good? Yeah, we
1: haven't spoken of it. I forgot. Oh, no, because we, we have, missed it last week, didn't we? We haven't bodied since the Bears. Well, since the,
0: the, great the Bears bear.
1: came out of hibernation
0: since they went Uh, down in the woods today and got a fucking big surprise, yeah. Um, (laughs) Uh,
1: Shit, then? Shit, go on, then. Well, uh, shit for me, James Davis.
0: Yeah, well, it goes back to your point about physicality, etc. Yeah,
1: like people, particularly those on the wrong side of the locker, roll their eyes when you point out that for all of his massive qualities, Cubby Boy is not a big man, but he's not. And it's very hard to ignore when he is getting smashed. At every tackle and every ruck there's no shame in coming off second best against Leinster honestly but he was anonymous yeah. on the weekend
0: what else have we got um, Michael Maher on Twitter got in touch and said shit was any chance you could add late and dangerous tackles made in the act of scoring Evans's tackle on McFadden causing him to be taken off it's happening a lot more late, lately and it really grinds my gears he says
1: I I'm with him there to be honest. There's there's too. Much, I'd love to see refs police it a bit more, but there's a bit too much fucking cheap shotting of players by players attempting to make a tackle who are never going to be within a million fucking years of actually <laughs> stopping the try. They're just trying to get a fucking late hit in, and ref because a try has been scored. Refs just don't always they do basically overlook true. it. Yeah. And it shouldn't really happen because it's shit-ass behaviour, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, it is. you are seeing more and more injuries.
0: What else have we got that shit? Rock and Roll got in touch. And mm. shit is Mark Robson commentating. What the fuck <laughs> is he on about? Did you did you hear him at the weekend? He was like... It's like, I don't know, are they giving him pills or something?
1: Is he on lewds? Has he found a, like, <laughs> a long-thought-dead stash of lewds? And he is just... It's...
0: It's this kind of stream of consciousness he goes on, yeah. hinged off yeah. one word that he hears. Yeah. He's just sort of like, you know, Anton The he's, then he goes, you know, a yeah. pickle, he's a rugby pickle inside a lovely jar of pitch of mm. playing rugby. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about?
1: It's sort of, the it's like when you, Sky sort of got this like, kind of care in the community thing <laughs> going on with their commentators where all of the like all of their like really bad commentators, of which they're all of them, sort of need like a sane voice, sort of being like their minder <laughs> to sort of go alongside. It's like that with Barnes Because it was and, poor
0: yeah, and Evans next to Robson, isn't it? You could see yeah. you can hear how mystified and or yeah. fuming yeah. Evans is. Everybody's voice going, Yeah, yeah, yeah right, Mark. Okay. <laughs> so...
1: There are times when Stuart Barnes says things that are either just totally wrong or they're just basically things that have come from his brain thinking that rugby is still in 1992. <laughs> and whoever's, you know, on comms alongside him, I and mean, you can see it all the time, just basically has to sort of, like, shepherd it, whatever point he's made, back around to sort of something vaguely approximating sense <laughs> so that he doesn't look like a total twat. <laughs> and Yeah,
0: and Robson is uh, just it, unbelievable. And there's Ray Ray Lilo, he's
1: the the
0: Lilo, Lilo, flying there on a Lilo into the (laughs) end zone on the great holiday of rugby that we're on here on Sky Sports, and later on you've got... It's just like, shut the fuck
1: up! That's the problem, that's that's where Robson's probably worse than Barnes in that regard, is that he's the primary commentator. (laughs) So you haven't got somebody alongside him, like fucking Harrison or whatever, to basically just sort of go... Yes, by which he actually means this, and and so he, all all the Iron Evans could do on Saturday was try to sort of inject occasional sort of like strobes of sense yes. through the flickering fucking party <laughs> yeah. lights of yeah, absolute that, yeah, nonsense.
0: Yeah, that's that's right. He he passed to the left there, Mark. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, Mark Robson, bonkers.
1: Yes. Anything else Speaking you got of shit. that Blues game, actually, Cardiff yeah. Blues entry policy is shit. Is it? Because remember back in September when that fucking arsehole Blues fan oh, threw a beer the, at George beer Clancy at people, yeah. during the loss to Glasgow? And remember how the Blues said that they were like considering a life ban and he definitely wasn't welcome back at the Arms Park for the foreseeable future? Hmm. Guess who was captured on telly stood in the terraces <laughs> against Poe on Saturday afternoon. Oh, I don't believe you. You're
0: trying to tell me that when all the heat went out of the media, they just completely ignored they that. They completely
1: right? ignored that, yeah. And it's, the problem that that guy has is that he's quite memorable in the dental department. <laughs> and so it was very, very obvious that... I've was, seen
0: those chompers before.
1: I've seen those very few teeth before. And it's... Yeah. uh, Memorable in the
0: dental department is probably my (laughs) favourite description ever. I've got to use it more
1: often. (laughs) What what do they term as the foreseeable future? Because I thought it would have comprised of, you know. Until the 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 next home game. Yeah. Seasons (laughs) fixtures, maybe. You know, that's foreseeable, what with them being in the calendar and everything. Um, Anyway, yeah. I think it's probably more a case that they've got incredibly unbothered grounds agency ticket people who are not paid enough to give a fuck. Which, But it was just funny that that guy just got fucking caught on telly because he was standing in the middle of the bloody terraces exactly where he was last time. Al Rich got in touch on Twitter and he said, as we've just
0: mentioned, he said, still shit, because you weren't on last week, is the Bristol Bears re- See, rebrand. I'm fine with it. The thing is, right, <laughs> what I don't the brand thing happens. Yeah. You know we've all done yeah. it you know yeah what i've never understood is is that the when rugby teams and i'm in both codes decided to go with the branding thing and league were particularly guilty of this they seem to be obsessed with alliteration yeah so it became warrington wolves and Wigan warriors and, and all that kind of stuff and then bristol yeah. bears and it's like what what's the warriors it's like you really don't have to do that if you look in america that's not really how they do it no, they just pick something they, that's kind of relevant, or
1: yeah. In fact, there are very few American sports teams. You know, Seattle is the only one that instantly but that makes a sense because
0: yeah. they live near the sea and the Seahawks knock around there. That's I can understand yeah. that.
1: Yeah, but by and large, you know, it's it's just going a thing. terribly. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. The why image, have you done it? By the way, I don't. Well, as with many things in life, I imagine it's got as much to do with anything as. They don't own well with so many of these old rugby teams, and Gloucester's won, Bristol's won, L- Sale used to be won. The club badge is effectively the coat of arms of the city, yeah, that's true. And so they can't copyright with, it, and they you can't, cannot yeah. copyright that. So they want a copyrightable thing, they want something that's going to be appealing to kids and to pull people in. Can't we they have re- the
0: Hoffmeister dancing bear
1: as their, as their thing? They've and that's the other thing they have They have had Brizzly Bear for a very long time Brizzly he's, Bear Brizzly Bear oh. the break, the breakdancing worm oh I'd love to be in that fucking... meeting right what are we going to
0: love... call this bear Brizzly Bear Brizzly. right Brizzly. brilliant done right. pub
1: uh, yeah I, I mean I've got, a, I've got a big soft spot for Brizzly I think he's a very entertaining character he does the worm better than any mascot I've ever seen and his breakdancing's better than mine he's better so, than uh... you
0: tree bird to go so yes. many moons ago when U <laughs> Tree Bird came out when I was at the uh, under twenties match. Um
1: Yes, yes. He's not as good uh, as Haguardo though, we've established that no. he's the greatest. When he is when when Brisley is fucking learned how a parachute, then we'll talk.
0: When Brisley gives about hundred and seventy seven percent less of a shit about upsetting anybody, <laughs> then he'll be on a par with Haguardo.
1: Exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's silly. But all sporting brands are silly. Yes. All of the nonsense that was in that press release about what bears represent was very oh, silly. God, I didn't of even read that. I'm <laughs>
0: kind of glad I didn't. Now. <laughs>
1: Honestly, it's worth reading because it's some of the most hilarious I how much marketing. how Mark, R- Mark Robson's going to have with it. Oh, he's going to love it. But also, it's about you know, it's it's a, it's the elephant in the room. Bristol but... bringing
0: the burn necessities there to the to the rock.
1: Oh, God. it's going to be... That's exact... what he's going to do.
0: That's what he does. I could he's do gonna, his job. He's
1: not going to have anything to do with it next season because he doesn't work for BT, and BT have got everything next year. There you go.
0: Is he freelance, though? You never know, oh, do you? God, he better not be. tell um, telling Nick Mullins, sorry, mate, you got to go. Mark's coming in.
1: Yeah, Mark's coming in. He's got some metaphors he'd like to share with everyone. <laughs> he's
0: got a full summary of metaphors <laughs> in his book.
1: It's, it's just fascinating, though, isn't it? It's like how... You know, sports teams need to be brands these days. They want to appeal to kids. They want to have a wider thing. They're always going to piss off the uh, fans who like things how they were. Hey, going back to
0: but, the History Pod, one of the founder members of the RFU was called Flamingos.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and do you honestly think that Bristol fans will still be moaning about this if they're winning the fucking premiership in six or seven years' time?
0: everyone will have forgotten.
1: Of course they will. They will be fucking chanting bears like <laughs> nobody's business. Right, any more shit? Uh, two things very quickly. Teddy Tamar giving Mashino the ball for Rassing's third try over the line. Don't fucking do that. It's fucking European semi-final, mate. Do it in a fucking sevens game if you really that. Don't do it in a European semi-final. Also, Vakitau play acting. Okay, mate. Somebody just brushed your eye. It's not nice. There's no need to go down if you've just been shivved in a prison yard. Down with this sort of thing. And finally, to get mildly serious again for a minute, Steve Diamond. I get when a talented player like Israel Folau becomes available, everyone's interested, but there's not. it's a bit tone-deaf to offering an unrepentant homophobe 700 grand a year to play for you when you play in a city that holds one of the longest-running and most beloved Pride events in Britain. Yeah. Ugh. Just, Ugh really it is pretty it's just diamond though he doesn't care does he exactly he doesn't care but it's like do you want to be do you want to be liked in manchester which has a really i'm
0: not that he cares where he's liked anywhere no he, he like... realizes that he's like this pod he's peaked at his less, less numbers. He numbers he's not trying to attract <laughs> anybody anymore
1: that's a fair point that is a fair point
0: welcome but... new listeners by the way i know there are a few but we're, we're not exactly <laughs> ramping up the uh, charts <laughs>
1: Not oh, like bloody
0: tall beardy and right wing boy on the rugby pod. Um
1: <laughs> shirtless and <beardy. laughs>
0: shirtless yeah. and chilling, yeah. Me and Josh yeah. have done our uh, Pepsi Max Downing with no
1: pants Obviously. on, by the way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm not wearing I'm still not wearing pants, if I'm honest. But you know. Uh
0: right. Stance. What have we got? Let's move on to good, good shall then. we? We've got loads of good this week. Here's one for me. Really? Gar- Gary yeah. Ringrose. Yeah. From Talk the second he came back from injury, he's just been flawless pretty much.
1: Well, equally, Robbie Henshaw. Yeah, quite, same Had thing. Had full shoulder reconstruction. 12 what kind of hospital weeks... do they go to in I Ireland? I don't know. <laughs> 12 weeks ago. Is it like the Deadpool one? <laughs> yeah. Three months ago, his shoulder was surgically rebuilt, and then he comes back in his first game and just fucking smashes anything. Like, almost as if he's willing that shoulder to break And actually, that's
0: weird, because I played with a couple of lads who got some bad sort of shoulder and neck injuries who were very physical mm. players, and they weren't mm. the same afterwards. No. Oh. You know, and actually, that doesn't seem to have troubled him whatsoever. So I, most the, most
1: players aren't. Most players take a little while to get him. He was just like, fucking bring it on. I'm yeah. faster than I used to be as well, by the way. <laughs> Somehow, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've gone to the same gone to the same place Jimmy Gopeth went to and got faster and nobody knows how. <laughs> yeah, it's a, the, um, But yeah, I also like Guy Ringrose because his name sounds like he should be like a sound engineer from the 70s in a documentary, so. you know. Yes. Yeah. In a documentary, especially, Gary Ringrose.
1: Especially that he spells it with two R's as well. which feels yeah, really 70s. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> yeah. It feels like he should be a roadie for Thin Lizzy.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, rock and roll have already been in touch, and he's, he, but he said again for good. Uh, good is the blues back row. Ellis Jenkins, Nick Williams, the 177-year-old Nick Williams, <laughs> and Josh Navidi for 60 minutes, then Ollie Robinson to finish you off, steady on. And then the, <laughs> then the stamp Sam Warburton still to return. To be fair, yeah.
1: it's against. It's a. I mean, Ellis Jenkins, in an age when flashy open sides are all on vogue, he reminds us that there is still a place in the game for an old-fashioned, abrasive, physical, ball-hawking back rower. You know, Lovely. his contact work work is fucking brilliant, and his defence had Sean Edwards basically saying that he could be better than Sam Warburton. So, yeah, he's got to get more Wales caps in the summer. I think. What have you got as good? Uh, good. I uh, Jason Woodward. We haven't talked much yes. about Gloucester. Yeah, I didn't see Forget the Gloucester about. game,
0: but I've read that yeah. he
1: played very well. That's all Forget I can about offer. Brad. Forget about Brad Shields. If there's one Kiwi convert <laughs> that Eddie Jones needs to cap on the summer, it's fucking Jason Woodward. He is so good, and he's so exciting. And he can play on the wing or at full-back, and those are both really problematic positions for England at the moment.
0: Yeah, because Watson's injured, isn't he?
1: Yeah. And also, he just makes things happen, and he's Demonstrably better than Mike Brown. Just fucking make it happen. Adam Reese got in touch, friend of the pot.
0: Mm. He mm. said he's got a few goods. He's got his he? he's, he's, yeah, Cardiff one. He's full of it, isn't he? Um, good. He says South African super rugby teams, so many offloads, can Razzie make them into a competent national side?
1: There's no like reason it's... why
0: not, because surely.
1: No. I did see some... I was watching a, a bit of Super Rugby highlights on the weekend, and the South African teams in particular were doing some full-on porn offloads. It was great. Just things that had no business happening. And Not only porn offloads, but porn offloads with porno pickups. Oof. To, yeah. There was one where a player sort of just, like, hoofed it out the back, cat-flat style, without really looking where he was, and the man on his shoulder picked it up one-handed, basically off his toes, and... It was glorious. Loved
0: Beautiful. it. Graeme Golvin got in touch on and, he said, mm-hmm. good is, and I, he said, good, and he added, I can't stress the good enough, he said. "Well, Was your rugby history pod. Oh. He said, I listened to it again today, and because I was sure I missed stuff, it was even better second time around. Thank you, Graeme. So if you haven't listened already, the last episode we put out was about the origins of rugby from sort of before rugby right through to the great split with rugby league, so with, and I have to say all credit goes to Professor Tony Collins me and Josh was there to make sarky comments every now and again
1: that's all that is basically that is basically what I did I mean I wasn't going to add a great deal I've got I've got a history degree I haven't got a rugby history degree not a bloody clue <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so thanks for that Graham, and, uh, and thanks for everybody who listened to that and thanks for the feedback um, indeed any more good from you
1: uh, well the one good that I had left is we kind of covered it but Teddy Thomas, fucking hell yes where's he cl- and, I don't know he, he, he was a
0: thing he he disappeared and now he's a yeah. huge thing again but
1: well, then he became a thing again and then got did the beers, Edinburgh. And, yeah and got culled from the France squad but then he was right back to being fucking unplayable Teddy Tom you know unplayable and just I just don't know how you defend against somebody who can do lateral movement like that mm. it was just fucking brilliant I
0: loved it there you go. There's the barbarians line-up. Minotzi, Lama, Vakatawar, Teddy Thomas,
1: and playing centre now. So you exactly can put Vakatawar yeah, exactly. at centre. Toma on the other oh. way. Who would you put? Who What's? Who's the maddest? You'd have Hadley Parks. Rad well, Barrett at a, twelve. Hadley <laughs> Parks for a steady influence and occasional outrageous kicking. Yes. Uh, oh God, we should next. Before the end of the season, we should put our ultimate. Entertaining, corner, stroke, means, bad shit, corner stroke, porno, rugby, yeah. Yeah, Barbarians 15, let's do that.
0: What else have we got? Jack Hurst got in touch and said, good was the weather this weekend. Yeah, that's...
1: that's that, bloody lovely, that's yeah. Funny. But enjoyed he said it.
0: "But he's, he's said that because he's leading to shit was being a northern prop with no extra pop on the bench. <laughs> he said so it was sweat fest, he says.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think Munster enjoyed the heat either. No, they didn't, did they? no.
0: Uh, Ferris got in touch on Twitter and said, good was Scarlet's fans in all quarters after Saturday, Saturday's match being very classy and very graceful in the defeat. I didn't see any nastiness whatsoever. Let's be honest
1: with you, it's hard not to be quite graceful in defeat when it's you've had your head shoved up apart your Apart from
0: all those knobheads on Twitter who decided to say that it was that Scarlet's were <sighs> terrible and stuff. It's like, seriously, do you, even, do you even watch this game or understand anything of what it's about? You've just got to stand no. back and go, that was an
1: incredible performance. Yeah, There's very little any team could have done about it. And they were virtually playing at home. No, and equally, shit, uh, I I, I know people were expecting a little rant on this, but shit this week was the Ospreys getting fucking dicked away to Zebra. But certain people in certain quarters basically saying that the Ospreys are suddenly Wales' new problem region because they got dicked by Zebra away. Did you fucking see the team that they sent out there? <laughs> no, I didn't, I'm not. The only person that anyone literally, police lineup, James Hook was the only the ghost of fucking James Hook playing at fifteen was the only player and it was a it was a Premiership Select fifteen team that they basically sent out there to get absolutely reamed. Thank God so that... there wasn't
0: the Shitwatch the um shit trophy on the line.
1: Well, exactly. I would have been fucking very angry about that if that's how it had happened. But <laughs> but yeah, you know, these things happen in the course of a season. They've got, they have got bigger fish to fry, namely a Champions Cup playoff that they've got to try and desperately keep what's left of their squad fit for. It's like they haven't suddenly become worse than the Dragons because they had a worse result away. It's like, stop, stop jumping to conclusions, everybody. It's not, it's not all that. Uh, God, This
0: is very niche. Glossop RF, R.U.F.C. Amazonis. Yes. Going to she said, good. Is the Glossop Amazonis finally winning their first ever home game? And getting the W. Fair play, Glossop R.U.F.C. She said, and then says, your good listener at Lexity Alex played for them. So, I reckon it's worth a shout. Alex, you run that account, don't you? Yes.
1: Yes, no, she so does. You, <laughs> But I mean, even so, she said, I, hashtag you know, I appreciate I appreciate that brass neck. That's fine. I do.
0: Yeah. And actually, if we'd have known this, we could have looked up Glossop RUSC Amazonas and put you into our There's Always Next Season feature. Because no doubt we the rest have. of it isn't going to be very good. But congratulations well.
1: no. to you. But fair play. In By and the large, it's going, it's going less terribly, less terribly than less it was last than week. It was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And finally, and I love this. Yes. Oliver McGrath got in touch on Twitter and said, good is Northampton being undefeated for two weeks running in I don't know how long. He said, I know we didn't play for one of those weekends, but it's not how you get over the line that counts. It's the fact <laughs> you get over the line. Nothing Damn could right. sum up Northampton's right. season more than that little tweet, Oliver. So thank you yeah. very much. That's us, isn't it?
1: It is. Uh, uh, us, them, you. It's all <laughs> Everybody, us. everybody, yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Josh.
1: That's Thank you, everybody, way. for waiting. Yeah. Uh, Definitely hope not coming back way. next week.
0: There'll be another extra bonus episode that isn't a History Pod coming out in the next week or so, so keep your eyes open for that as well. Yes. And other than that, uh, we'll enjoy that. Speak we'll to see you in a couple soon. of weeks. Ta da. Take care,
1: everybody. Bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.